Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Sydney, and you're listening to The Feminist Airhorn. Thank you, everyone, for being here, and welcome to this live taping of The Feminist Airhorn. Um, the Feminist Airhorn is a card-carrying books and gifts podcast. At Card Carrying, we are committed to encouraging conversation among young people about feminism, politics, and the various other issues they find important, but don't often get the chance to voice their opinions on. Today, we are, for our friends on Facebook Live, recording live at the Rockwell Museum in our hometown of Corning, New York. The Rockwell, which is a Smithsonian affiliate, is hosting a series of museum events led by community members called Barebones Cafe, and we are proud to be part of this incredible series. Sydney and I are excited to welcome our good friend Emmy to the podcast. We'll be talking about Emmy's experience as a member of the Card Carrying Girl Gang, which is a feminist youth group that meets at the shop. We'll share a few brief open letters to some of our fae feminists and talk about our fondness for Hallmark movies and the upcoming royal wedding. And as always, we'll end with what's currently making us optimistic. All right, so hello. Hello. Hello, welcome Emmy. Thank you. How's everybody's day so far? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Anything exciting happened so far yet? Um, I taught at my dance studio like I do every week, and it was costume week, so we got to see all the younger kids in their costumes, and it was all super duper cute. And How old are they? Um, they, I mean, the classes vary, I guess, in their ages, so my youngest are about three or four, and then my older ones are like eight. Awesome. So, yeah, it was super cute, and they all loved their costumes, which is always really nice. Right, no, uh, no unfortunate costume incidents. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Emmy, what have you been up to so far today? Uh, it's prom day, so we're ah, getting yes. ready for prom. Yeah, that'll be quite the it'll evening. Be, yeah, it'll be an evening. Yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be an evening, <laughs> yeah. you know. All right, um, so Sydney, do you have any questions that you want to start off with Em? Um, Should we jump right into our fondness for Hallmark movies? Because that's always something we can talk about for a while. Yeah, I mean... I think that there are definitely a couple certain qualities or attributes that a Hallmark movie needs to have to <laughs> exceed our expectations. That's true. That's like, true. There's like a criteria. It's a relatively <laughs> low bar. Yes. However. But like we have certain things. Yeah. Um, I mean like the, the female lead has to have good coats. Good coats. That's one of them. Yeah. Always has good coats. There's always good coats. What and else? a crazy best friend. Yes. Yes. Yep. There's always a crazy best friend. Often a GBF. Yes. Often a GBF. Except not explicitly stated. No. Oh, yes. Of course not. It's Hallmark, so. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> who, uh, I don't even know how, how that started to become a thing for us, the Hallmark movie watching. <laughs> Who it was Christmas. That? Okay, that's true. I think. Okay. Or no, it was Thanksgiving because we watched a lot better Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Would watch again to our listeners. Love, what was it called again? Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, oh, okay. which is essentially yes. the Macy's Day Parade, but I just don't think that they got In like Chicago. the Chicago. Yeah, yeah, they didn't get the copyright for the Macy's Day Parade, but it was essentially the same thing. Okay, so. good to know. Yeah. What was the What was the heroine like in that? And that one. She had great coats. Yep, great coats. Um, she had like probably. Oh, she was. 
kind of a weird obsession yeah, with like vintage stuff. Like her mom died, and so okay. oh, that's another criteria. Dead parent. Yes, yes, there has to be a dead parent. Usually a mom because they can't have a positive female role model. Like <laughs> that's, that's that's part of it. <laughs> All right. Um, what else do people have going on? Nothing much. Nothing. No, not much. No. Um. What is our other favorite topic lately? The royal wedding. <laughs> the upcoming royal wedding. Yes. Oh, that got us into Hallmark movies too. We watched oh, Meghan right. Markle. We that's watched right. the Meghan Markle yeah, movies. We did. The Daters Handbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and there was another one. Fireworks, Fourth of July, something. Yeah. yeah. Sparks Fly. Sparks Fly. Yeah. yeah, this one's accurate. Yeah. I don't think it was that witty actually. <laughs> like I feel like. <laughs> I get them that, confused. That works two. on too many levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. What other questions do we have for Emmy since she's the guest on our podcast? Um, you are in girl gang. I am. And that's just for high school girls. So I'll join it next year. I'm excited. Can't wait. Because I'm technically, I'm in eighth grade. So like, what are some things that you guys have done so far? Um, we, most of the time when we get together, we mostly just talk about, like, whatever's on our mind, which is kind of nice, just to, like, get it all out there. We watched a movie, the, mm-hmm. a couple times ago. What was it called? We watched Misrepresentation, documentary. Yes. That I was really that. good. I mm-hmm. watched that with Girl Scouts a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We got good. a bunch of new people that day, so it was kind of nice to, like, get to know everybody. Yeah, we had a big crowd that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What made you want to join Girl Gang, Emmy? Um, I thought it'd be nice to have a place just to talk to people and mm-hmm. something to do. And you guys started it, so Thanks. obviously. I remember when we first talked about starting it, there were you were getting questions from people at school about what it really was. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember how I suggested you describe it. Because uh, I think it was vague. Yeah, but, it was really vague. It but, didn't really have a Yeah, it didn't really have a definition. So. No. It still doesn't truly have a definition. I think we're still growing and expanding. We're definitely still expanding. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do either of you want to talk about what Girl Gang did recently? Um, Yeah, they started their zine, and it was just released, actually. I read it, like, cover to cover, and it's really amazing. Yeah. Um, Megan designed our cover art, which is so cool. She used Photoshop, and um, all the articles in it are so cool. There's articles about... I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but there, there are poems, and they're all written by young girls that are in Girl Gang and that go to the high school who are all really sweet girls. I've met them before in real life, and they're just so intelligent and passionate and kind. It's really cool to see what they've put down on paper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really fun to put together. We had some great conversations in the group chat about yeah. the zine and what it should consist mm-hmm. of. Um, and there, I think, are still some good ideas floating out there for the next issue, because we do want to yeah. produce it quarterly. Yeah. So that will be a few months from now. Yeah. Have you thought about contributing anything, Em? Not to put you on the spot, but sort of to put <laughs> you on the spot. I've thought about it. I don't know what, because I'm not a super artistic person. I can write occasionally, but not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> According yeah. to whom? My English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you'll contribute when you join? Definitely. Yeah. I like writing a lot about personal experiences. I would be interested in almost interviewing someone in the community. Yeah. I love asking people questions and 
like kind of drawing conclusions I guess about people based on what they've said so yeah. I would definitely do something like that yeah an interview would be a great a great idea for it I think mm-hmm. it is nice because there is no restrictions like we do have a literary magazine at our school but mm-hmm. I know that some people have trouble like getting what they want to have in it so it's nice to have a place where people can put like literally whatever they want in it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I wanted that to be the point of it that everybody had a place to share kind of without a defined point I guess yeah. to the magazine just to get people's voices out there so um what else should we ask Emmy since she's our guest let's think <laughs> we can read our open letters now. Oh, you can I mean, read your would open you, letters. Would you like to share your open letter? I'll should share we, my open letter. Should we first talk about should, what the open letter yeah. idea stems from? Yes. Um, <laughs> We're also getting some marketing for our, open letter. our movie coming uh, out very soon. <laughs> yeah. So I say that I like, this stemmed from the Meghan Markle Hallmark movie mm-hmm. thing. Because we were just thinking about how, like, if Prince Harry was ever to watch this, like, what would he say? Mm. Like, he can't make fun of her because we're in love with her, so he, yeah. she can't just, like, be mean to our girl. Yeah, he owes us. Yeah. Yeah. But we also really wanted to see his reaction. Mm-hmm. So I said I needed to write a letter to Harry and Meghan mm-hmm. and just tell Meghan that, like, she's amazing and that don't let Harry, like, bother her about it because the movies were great. <laughs> and also to tell Harry that we needed his reaction and not to, like, be mean to her mm-hmm. ever. But that idea of, like, the idea of that open letter led to, like, a list of a people lot. Yeah, I have a lot. like yep. yeah. need an open letter. There's, there's kind of a lot of them. Yeah. But they're all positive. Yeah. yeah. Yes, there are definitely notes of positive encouragement. Yeah, it's for not sure. A, it's like, not critical Michelle Obama was mm-hmm. one. Yeah, Michelle Obama. Carly Kloss. T Swift. Okay. T Swift. All right. Um, oh, Alex Trebek. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's a new addition since no. I heard about the list. Okay. No, I like okay. Jeopardy a lot. Oh yeah, you do. I do yeah. like Jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah. So, what would you say in your letter to Alex? Just like thank him for his years of service. Yeah. All right. You should write to Steve Harvey. He can't leave. He always has to do Jeopardy. All right. So, like, similar to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, he cannot die. Nope, he's not allowed. I'll write to Steve Harvey. To Steve Harvey? Why? Because he he does um, Family Feud, yeah. And I watched that a lot recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's pretty outdated, but, you know, I like seeing people's answers. All right. Sometimes I'm like, well, why would you guess that? It's not okay, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, so now that we've explained the open letter concept, would one of you like to start with your open letter that you've prepared? Okay. I can start. Yeah. So I wrote to Emma Watson. She was actually on the list, too. She was combined. Mm -hmm. She was, like, with the Emmas, but yes. I decided she needed her own. And you, she's you all have heard about the Emmas before. It's Emma Stone, Emma Watson, and Emma. Uh-oh. Wait, Girl, what's, I don't know. I was going to say what's Emma. What's Emma? What's the third Emma? Emma Stone. Emma. You know what? We focus mainly on Emma Watson in the yes. podcast. Stone Watson. Roberts. There we go. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. Thompson, but I'm old. Okay, so here's my letter to Emma Watson. I said, Dear Emma, 
You have always been an inspiration to girls everywhere. In your earliest days in the media, you showed girls that they could be intelligent and a powerful hero, capable of standing up for themselves. As you moved out of the role of Hermione, you, were continued, to be, you continued to be an inspiration. You attended an Ivy League college to pursue a higher education, even though you were already really successful. You then became a UN Goodwill Ambassador and a leader for the He For She movement. Every time you speak, you push the boundaries of what people expect with no fear of response. Your power and influence is incredible, and I am so grateful that girls everywhere have such a good role model to look up to. Awesome. Right? So the open letter concept is like a little like a fan letter, but also yeah. with a focus on empowerment and, um, and stuff from a feminist perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think about the Emma episode was a while ago now. Yeah, it was compare. It was like comparing Hermione and Belle almost. Mm, that's right. Because right. Emma was in that. both yeah. of them. Yeah. And we love both of them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. What's yours? Mine. So mine is a bit more general. I wrote it just to artists everywhere. So I said, dear artists everywhere, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for lighting up our clothing, our walls, the music we listen to, and the programs we watch, along with our minds and our hearts. Thank you for leading revolutions and depicting them gracefully, but not without your blood, sweat, and tears. Emma Stone's character in La La Land illustrates my love for your creations perfectly. Here's to the ones who dream, foolish as they may seem. Here's to the hearts that ache. Here's to the mess we make. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you, Sydney Hewitt. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Why did you choose artists in general? Just because I think that all art, no matter what form it's created in, whether it's dance or painting or photography or poetry, like all of it's so important and I don't want to forget any of it because I think it can all be really influential in different ways because it can reach different groups of people. So, yeah. Good. And I think that art's like, it's a big part of my life, you know? So, yeah. Awesome. Would you say, Emmy, like, why did you choose Emma Watson? Like, when I think of female empowerment, she's honestly one of the first people that I think of. And, like, I basically, like, it's weird, but I've, like, grown up with her. Like, she's been in so many movies. She's, like, I loved the character Hermione, and then I felt like she was the perfect person to play Hermione and she's just like grown up and she hasn't like stopped being who she is and even though she's not a character she's still like such an important role model I think and I don't know yeah she seems authentic yes mm -hmm. she's a book club as well online yeah book club that you can follow anybody can follow she does a thing where she leaves books mm -hmm. around and like train stations and stuff just for people to find and like writes like from Emma Watson and I'm just like wow so walking down the street and you find some books from Emma Watson that would be a pretty good day start stalking public transportation yeah what else do you want to talk about today in regards to feminism do you have other questions for Emmy about her feminism or I don't know feminist role models maybe or other, like other than Emma Watson, do you have any other <laughs> feminist um, models? Yeah, basically what I was saying with the list, there's like Carly Kloss, I think she's incredible, like she made her own like coding business type thing and she's like really encouraging girls in science and I want to go into science so like I really like that and um, 
she's also like a crazy runway model who also went to college even though she didn't necessarily like have to um michelle obama always a good one obviously Mm, i don't know like people generally though like there are teachers that say things and you're like wow that's like nice of you to say you're like awesome yeah that's awesome you feel like you have feminist role models at school or other parts of your life yeah what about your mom yeah 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 she's really she's like she's really powerful in like a subdued way that's how I Mm -hmm. explain it yeah what do you think makes her feminist what else does she do or how do you think she is a parent is feminist well she's always been really open with like anything you want to know she'll tell you like if you ask a question about your body, she'll tell you exactly mm-hmm. what's happening. <laughs> and she doesn't really hold back from that. And she also like goes after what she wants, no matter what that is. Even if it's like a little bit insane, she'll like still do it. <laughs> like climbing mountains. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she, she really likes climbing mountains now. <laughs> and like she'll also fight for it. Like she took me to the women's march in DC mm-hmm. and she took she went to the science march. Mm-hmm. And she'll just do stuff like that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Some of those sound similar to how I think you have talked about your feminist mother, Sydney. Oh, yeah. I definitely say so. I mean, in real life, Cindy, Emmy's mom, and my mom are, mm-hmm. like, the best of friends. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's part of what holds them together, almost, yeah. you know? They have their similar parents, yeah. I think. They both care about their kids and each other's kids, like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, what about feminism at school? You mentioned that sometimes teachers say things. Yeah. Have you both experienced that feminism at school? Definitely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sometimes it's not like specific, mm-hmm. but like there are like little mentions that you can tell that like if a guy says something that a teacher doesn't like, they'll be like, hmm, and you'll be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Um, I think that. Definitely my seventh grade humanities teacher was awesome. Mm -hmm. And I mean, all my humanities teachers, I appreciate that they don't sugarcoat things that have happened in history Mm -hmm. because I think that sometimes people like to think of all the good things that happen in America and liberty and freedom. And I'm like, well, for much, for a really long time, much of the country didn't have freedom actually. Mm -hmm. So can we not like forget about how poorly we treated Native Americans and black people and women throughout history like and I appreciate that we aren't glossing over it yeah yeah you've had a similar experience yeah especially in history I'd say too like this Mm -hmm. year especially we're going pretty not super in-depth but like Mm -hmm. more in-depth than previous years about like women and African-American like roles and different minority roles in history and I think that's really interesting. Yeah, that's nice to hear. Mm -hmm. I know that some public schools have started to add LGBTQ history and queer history into... Yeah, we got some of that. I can't remember the specific one. During the Cold War maybe? The attack at the hotel? Stonewall Inn? Yeah, that's the one. I don't... Is that the Cold War? Probably not. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think it... Yeah, it happened during that time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cold War went on for a while. Yeah, it did. I'm sure you learned a lot about the Cold I War. I know so much about the Cold oh, War. Oh, there you go. So useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else 
I mean, do you feel like you you have younger siblings? I do. How do you think they think about feminism? Well, two of them are five, mm -hmm. so I'm not so sure they think that much about it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, far. So far, there hasn't been, like, super mentioned, like, mm -hmm. but, like, I think they're gonna, they're raised like me. Mm -hmm. Like, they're getting the same nurture, so yeah. I'm sure they'll, they'll be, like, definitely feminist and, like, supportive of all that. Yeah. What about Izzy? Yeah. Izzy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Izzy definitely, she's a very strong, independent individual. Mm -hmm. She's, <laughs> Sydney is really close with Izzy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's definitely a strong, independent individual. Yeah, she doesn't let anything hold her back. No. So, she fights her own, she stands for her own mm -hmm. thing. questions do you have? I don't know. Or any, do you have any for Sydney? <laughs> Not when she's <laughs> looking at me like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have like, I always have a hard time when we have guests on the podcast because I already know them so well, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't, I had a hard time when I was interviewing mom because I was like, I don't know what to ask you. Like you answer yeah. all my questions so well at home and stuff. So like, I'm lucky, I think, to have people that I'm close to that I know so well. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it difficult. Yeah, Sydney sometimes. and I have grown up together. So. Yeah. <laughs> I consider Emmy like my big sister, I guess. Yeah. For sure. And it's helpful because she helps me with my bio homework. Does <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little life coaching? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes life coaching. Yeah. She's in my phone as life coach. <laughs> yes, I am. That's telling. Yeah. She should probably be in all our phones as life coach. Really, yeah. So. It's like, Emmy, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you... How do you feel, Sydney, about starting high school soon? Do you feel like... I know you have Emmy, but do you feel like you have other friends who are high school aged who will be good role models for when you get there? I guess so. Like, I'm really excited to go to high school. There's part of me that's kind of nervous. I think I'm going to get a lot more nerves throughout the summer and as I get closer because it still feels kind of far away. But I mean, I am excited to meet new people because I'm like most of my friends now I didn't even really know in elementary school. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really excited because I think that that can happen all over again almost in high school. And I have some friends that go to ASMS. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know that many older kids just because I don't have an older sibling. So, like, I don't, none of them are at my house that often. Most of my, most of my friends in high school are Emmy's friends. Like, I know them through Emmy. Right, we have Amanda. Yeah, like, I think of Amanda, and I mean, I know a lot of the seniors that are graduating this year that yeah, were... Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, I mean, there are girls that were on my dance team mm -hmm. that I think of that are doing well in high school and that like it, so... Yeah, you're going to like high school. Yeah. What's your main advice for Sydney as she gets closer <laughs> to high school, Abby? Don't think about it too much, honestly. Like... It's a lot, and like if you like think about every little thing that could go wrong or could like 
go right, then it gets kind of really overwhelming. So I just like kind of let it happen. Obviously have control, but like kind of just let it go. Like you're gonna be in classes with new people, but you're gonna be in classes with people that are kind of at your level in a way. Like yeah, I'm excited to be taking motivational wise. Yeah, I'm excited because I can take, because in the middle school, there's only honors classes for math and science, which is bio and algebra, and I'm taking those, but I'm more, like, I consider my strengths more in language fields, like Mm -hmm. French and English and humanities, so I'm really excited to take honors classes in those courses to see. Yeah. Yeah. The schedule all set? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I planned our schedule a couple months ago. <laughs> I'm not taking chem. I'm taking earth science. That's okay. You told you told me to take earth science. I know I did. Yeah, so it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I feel like we could open it up to questions if yeah. anybody has anything. We usually go for about this long. So, does anyone have questions? I'm 17. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, yeah, that happens that a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. What are your, do you have career aspirations? Yeah, I want to, I want to go into biology, like specifically genetics or genetic engineering. Um, I want to be a lawyer with like civil rights, so go to law school and then help mainly women and girls that have been through a lot, I guess. There's like a wide range of what I would want to do. Yeah, family court, I guess. So, Emmy, what you've talked to me specifically about like what you think you'd like to do, which I don't even know if it's actually... Like, I've never heard of anybody wanting to do that, like genetic oh, counseling. Oh, genetic counseling? Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting, actually. Well, it's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you can, like, go into people's DNA and look at it, and mm-hmm. then look at another person's DNA and see, like, what their, like, what kind of problems their child could have, or, like, if they have, like, there's, like, 23andMe and stuff, like, that genetic stuff, that'll tell you, or there's, like, BRCA, you can test mm-hmm. for BRCA genes. Mm-hmm and stuff like that so basically just like telling people what could possibly happen like how to prepare themselves for that mm-hmm. and then like how to go from there he's like sex linked inheritance yes yes oh. yes yeah i watched sydney do some pedigrees pedigree charts i wanted yeah. to help you but i was studying <laughs> you were what i was studying oh, okay genetics are like one of the only things that i truly understand well in biology mm-hmm. i'll say <laughs> Sorry? Have you watched the movie Gattaca? No. I highly recommend it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, because is there an ethical side to genetic counseling? Yeah, there's always an ethical side, I'd say. In most, bi- in most forms of biology, there's always an ethical side, and you always have to be conscious of people's wants and needs. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think that, like, this information you can get can sometimes like surpass that like if so for stem cell research you can get stem cells but you can get them from embryos in mice Mm -hmm. and some people obviously like mice are living things and everything but these stem cells could do so much Mm -hmm. like they could 
cure like Alzheimer's, they could cure leukemia, they could do so much. So like you kind of have to weigh, mm -hmm. I say, like weigh your options. But like what if, even you go like more basic than that, like in China for a long time, you know, they don't want a girl, they want a boy. Well, that's already happening. Like you can choose, which I guess I people. About that yet. I don't see a problem with it, honestly. Like. I don't know, like I don't really, like if you want something, like why can't you have it? And why can't science give you it? I mean, I get the problems, but, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I just think it's so cool that you can do that, that it kind of like overshadows the negatives. But I do see the negatives. I guess I kind of choose to ignore it, but like I'm, I say I'm also kind of present and understand where people come from. I don't think everything's black and white. No, definitely not. So I mean, there are a lot of gray areas that are hard to yeah. see. I agree. So I don't know if you've been following on news. They are finding serial killers with job DNA. Mm -hmm. or With fine, well, I know like the science behind that would be gel electrophoresis, which is when you take little fragments of DNA and you send them through an electrical current. Seems <laughs> legit. And I don't, I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> like, if you have the DNA already. Yeah, if there's a database, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, my question is, do you feel comfortable as citizens like knowing that your DNA is in this dead database? That's an interesting point. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I, people have the right to not have their DNA out there. So if they don't want their DNA out there, then they don't have to have their DNA out there. I would say that there should be like restrictions. Like it's medical. Like you can you can't get people's medical history online. So why would you get their DNA history online? Any other questions about biology, apparently? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was class I signed up for. Sure. Yeah. Um, should I give that synopsis, or yeah, would you sure. like to? All I right. can jump in. Okay. Um, so we started the podcast, I guess, in August, August or September. Um, and I don't really... Uh, we, uh, like, I listen to, Randy and I listen to a lot of other feminist podcasts, um, and with, there are many, so many, um, so many white guys is actually one of them. Um, so we listened to a lot of those, and we had talked about, with, with one of the missions of the bookstore being um, creating a feminist future and reaching people in communities outside of ours, um, you know, a podcast is a relatively simple, common way to do that. So we wanted to start that, start it for that reason. Um, also to give younger people a voice. Um, aside from, I mean, we've interviewed our mothers and- Our father. Mm -hmm. Interviewed dad. Mm -hmm. We interviewed Sean. But for the most part, we've interviewed younger people um, to give them a voice. Cause that's what I think the purpose of this of the business is is to create a feminist future. Yeah. So the podcast has been going since the fall, and 
every episode is different. Yeah. <laughs> what I, would you like to add? I really liked having Elena on. She's an mm-hmm. example of when we've had a young person on, mm-hmm. and um, she loves reading, and so she she made a book recommendation, and someone <laughs> like called in later and were like, "Do you have that book?" And we're like. <laughs> We can get it. <laughs> so it's great. And she has a lot of really good things to say. So it's like that's an example. Are there drawbacks though? Or is it tough to be vocal and to have your voice be heard by other people who aren't necessarily, I would say, you know, aren't necessarily your friends? Do no. you ever get No, not really. I don't really, <laughs> like, I've had, um, a woman was in the shop at one point, and she was like, oh my gosh, are you Sydney? And I was like, yeah. And she, <laughs> I was like, I am. <laughs> and she was like, I listened to the podcast, and I was like, that's so cool. Like, I love when people do recognize that, and I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm 13, but I don't really get that, like, I don't really get any pushback or negative. We've had 99.9% positive yeah. In person as well. We do have people come into the shop um, and talk about how they listen to it. And I'm always like, God, it takes me weeks to listen to an episode. So um, it's really nice to hear that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Out of curiosity, yes. I want to know about what age you were when you first heard the word feminism and who from starting Ages. So the question is about how old each of us were when we first heard the word feminism or the term feminism or something like that. So I've been raised by pretty feminist parents. Um, I remember my mother talking about being a feminist when I was five or six years old. She used to counsel women who were breastfeeding. Um, so we'd have women calling the house all hours of the night. Um, got to the point where my father was often the one answering the phone and giving you know, <laughs> the breastfeeding advice that he knew of just from listening to my mother. Um, but so she always talked really openly about her feminism. And um, you know, she was born in the early 50s and talks about protests that she attended and rallies and what it was like before Roe v. Wade and that sort of thing. So pretty much always for me, yeah. You're next, girl. This is yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, okay. I thought I was. Oh. Oh wait, I'm next. Okay. Um, I honestly don't remember a specific time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I was told the word feminist, but like, it was never, like, it was never like pushed on. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, obviously, I, I've always been like taught like girl power, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but like, I don't know if I ever like specifically heard the word feminist for like the first time. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with Emmy. I was I was always raised with my parents saying, you can pick a toy from any aisle, and you can wear clothes from any section of Target. Like, you know, you... <laughs> <laughs> Only Target. Shout out Target. Only Target. <laughs> We're looking for sponsors. You should sponsor us. Target, you can sponsor us if you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I was always taught that I should have my voice heard and that I should respect the voices of others. 
and that I was just, it was just as important that me and my friends got an education and were treated with respect and felt safe and important in our community. Um, I think maybe sixth or seventh grade was when I first really heard it or took it into account or identified as a feminist. Um, I think that because a lot happened last year with the election and um, starting the feminist book club with FBC and starting now and starting hard carrying like all that really happened in the podcast all that happened within like a year so it really entered my life when I was in seventh grade but yeah like I've always grown up knowing that I wasn't like one day they're like Sydney you're a feminist <laughs> you deserve to have equal rights <laughs> great job okay <laughs> like, yeah Harry Potter you're a wizard <laughs> You're a feminist yeah. now, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the question so yeah. far, everyone. Yeah. Um, we always end the podcast by sharing what's making us optimistic right now. So, Sydney, you generally start. Would you like to share what's making you optimistic? Um, I'm going to say the weather because <laughs> it is finally warm and in all seriousness, like, weather and a, a lot, like, the color of the sky really affects my mood and how I'm feeling. So, <laughs> there were a couple weeks where it was just dark and rainy and gross, and that's how I felt. And it was rough, and now it's, like, warm and sunny and pretty, and I just feel like getting up in the morning's easier. I'm like, oh, I don't have to go outside, and everything is cold and wet and disgusting, so that just, and I mean, it's, it's May now, so <laughs> um, now I know that I should hopefully last for a while, so I'm optimistic about our weather. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm optimistic because, like, my junior year is ending, mm. so like I get to go to senior year, which is really stressful because like college and stuff. But like I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to see like what's happening in the future and what I'm gonna do because I don't know yet. So it'll be a surprise. Yeah, for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Right. What are you? Optimistic oh, I about? am optimistic. Um, I'm optimistic right now um, because we launched the zine yesterday and as with so many things you put ideas about events or events themselves out there and you never quite know what will happen um, and I am feeling optimistic because we've had a really positive response um, and I'm feeling really proud of the girls who contributed and really optimistic going forward about where girl gang will will end up where where we'll continue to to go to so that is what I'm optimistic about. Yeah. All right. So we also always end with a high five. <laughs> and usually, like, this is not done in publicly. <laughs> All right. Ready? We practiced earlier. One, two, three. <laughs> Thank you. You can learn more about card-carrying books and gifts by finding us on Facebook or Instagram at Card Carrying Shop. 
Our website is www.cardcarryingshop.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.